It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. TM, TM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, two and three. With Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10 30. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Rock Radio. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GM, GM. Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Wow, that's a nice date. Wait, 22, 11, 22, 20. Wait, yeah, that's what it is. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's another beautiful day to have another beautiful day. Obviously, Every World Cup day is a beautiful day. Day, 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 day. All right. Um, <laughs> I got my co-host in the house. Mando, Osef. What's up, y'all? GM, guys. How you guys doing? I'm vibing today. GM, GM. I am vibing. I slept good. I'm energized. Do you have any money on the... Uh... I did. Did you have any money on the I football? I did. But see, it's typical World Cup. You cannot bet on... World Cup, like it's literally the beautiful game is insane. I think it's one of the hardest sports to bet on. Um, so I had, I was tempted to put Saudi Arabia last night for fun because it was twenty-two to one. I did not, but what an upset uh, over there, two-one. What, dude? I just saw their goals like five seconds ago before coming on. I was looking at the highlights. Like that was sick. Oh, good goal! Bro, that second goal was like le- it was like legitimately goal? a good goal. Yeah, like the control turn and that shot, bro. Woo! Um, and so that was crazy but I did have my I had a, had a parlay Denmark and France to win obviously France plays a two and Denmark had to fuck it up uh, by tying with Tunisia so that one's already lost uh, but I still got uh, at 11am uh, in 30 minutes there's, there's Mexico and Poland playing and I've got both teams to score so they're both good teams they have good strikers hopefully this one uh, puts me back up uh, you know in the green and if it does not then we have to start over uh, I started my World Cup betting journey with $250 so we'll see where that takes us. Uh, <laughs> we should we should definitely have some bets going into what is the it? USA go. USA England game on Friday, but, right? But the thing is, I'm I'm not pro USA, so it's you guys would have to bet against some of the listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, against Golden or something, uh, you know. But we could have some uh, France England, you know, bets to who goes furthest and stuff. That, that I have no problem with that. Um, so you support France again now? I have always supported France. My whole fucking life. Okay. Uh, my okay. whole so fucking life. Iran lose their first game. I will support Iran to the end. I will support Iran every day of the week. I am Iranian after all. Like, this is like my origin. So I am literally for Iran. I got fucking three teams this year. That's the perks of being uh, multicultural, uh, Michael. Um, I know. I- I'm supporting Portugal. I'm a Portuguese citizen. Um, Get so, the yeah, fuck out Portu- of here, bro. You're <laughs> Portuguese citizen. These guys have been Portuguese for like two and a half weeks. Uh, and uh, <laughs> shout out to the Iranian team, though, for, for standing yeah. up for stuff. Hell man. yeah. And also, you guys injured our goaltender 15 minutes in. No wonder you score six goals. You know what I mean? Did, did you just call it? Did you just call it a goal? Did you just call it a goaltender? <laughs> what do you guys call it? Hold on, we have to rewind that. Hold on, hold on. So you guys, we're gonna get that one You guys injured our goalie, our goalkeeper. Hold on. You guys injured our goalkeeper. You injured our goalkeeper. Uh, fifteen minutes in the game. Um, 
And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess if that's the guy that usually scores with the goals, right? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Well, he's yeah. the guy who took takes all the goals. <laughs> um, and so, it's just a reminder, he did stop Ronaldo's penalty last time around. So he, he's okay. He's okay. Uh, but yeah, maybe our defenseman didn't have to break his nose. Um, who, who, who do you think is going to win? If it's not France, who do you think Dude, is going to win? Honestly, I have to say France because I'm from France. It just really sucks that we got wrecked with Benzema like on the last day. Like it's actually heartbreaking. Like as a football fan, I think everyone should be like, fuck. Like, yeah, best player in the world. Literally, best player in the world. Uh, by a lot too. Uh, this past year, per the Ballon d'Or, uh, right? Is he, is he in his late early 40s or I don't late know. 40s Let's now. see. Benzema. You know what's crazy though? Like as he's usually, you know how like you, 34, bro, actually. <laughs> Uh, I was, oh, I was oh, being sarcastic. trying to catch you out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but wait, hold on, hold on. You guys are trying to, but let's let's not forget that he is. You the, entertain the idea that he'd be in his early or late forties, which is, I think is is another. That's that's strike two after gold. I think I think that's he strike is, two after gold. He is the yeah. best player Absolutely. in the fucking world. You guys are just, uh, you guys are just probably happy that he's not there. Uh, I do think France is gonna is gonna is gonna is going to scrap it together and we are going to win the World Cup. Argentina with a, Argentina with a second favorite. But Argentina favorite always Brazil, sucks. So. Like, I hate to put it that way and I'm really sorry if there's Argentinians in here. Like, first of all, the best game of the whole World Cup last time was France-Argentina and we won that. And they just seem to just not make it through. Like, you know, it just, just doesn't work. You know, I want Messi to win a, a World Cup. Like, that's one of my dreams. But I am French after all. So, you know, he is my favorite player of all time. Um, but, you know, sadly... Um, you know, they're fumbling the ball. Uh, shout out to my friend Victor Mascara, who uh, dropped his collab with Messi um, on NFTs, like, before the game. Um, maybe he was the, t- the top. Um, I don't know. But uh, shout out to Victor. <laughs> what do you guys think? Who's winning the cup? I think, I'm not just saying this because I'm English, but I, I do genuinely think England has a very good chance of winning. Aren't they like Especially top three in the odds to win? Who is the or number one? Oh no, it's Brazil, Argentina, England. No, we're top three, Brazil, three after Argentina. that first game. It's Brazil, Argentina, England, France, and Spain. So yeah. you guys are third here. But after watching Argentina play and you guys play that first game, it seems like you're probably like a little more favorited than um, than Argentina. Yeah. So I really, I really hope that Messi wins it or Ronaldo wins it. That's. Uh, I just. I, you like to always live in in the yeah. time where you see the greatest of all time. I mean, Messi has to and have. I just a think cup. if one of them wins the World Cup, then then it's going to be a huge. huge Messi deal. has to have one World Cup under his belt so people can just stop saying he's not the best ever to have ever lived. Like you know, um, it's like he needs that. Uh, it just it's just shocking today what happened. Uh, again, the beautiful game. So. You know, be careful out there if you're one of the DJs that's trying to bet, because I know there's a lot of DJs in this space. Uh, because you know, you, you can't feel anything in NFTs, so you're trying to feel something on sports. Um, <laughs> uh, be careful out there, because the World Cup is, um, yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's definitely something else, uh, and uh, <laughs> it could be dangerous. I saw Gainsey tweet about it already. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're definitely not the best sport. Just never never sell tails. In, in football, but that's that's just something you need to need to appreciate. Like games just turn, and like Argentina can easily lose to Saudi Arabia easily. Oh, it's it's like, but see, that's the beautiful thing about the sport. Like, it's just so like you know, there's just so much going on. Anyways, 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 um, 
we will be doing World Cup recaps every day, FYI, uh, to our audience. Uh, this is now a Rug Radio Jam Web 3 World Cup edition for the next month. And so we will be doing recaps every morning quickly and briefly of, uh, of the matches of the day before. And usually the morning before because there's matches at 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. This was at 10.30. And there's probably going to be 19 minutes. Maybe I'll have the game on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but, um, but uh, we will be doing World Cup recaps. So that's your Daily Susa World Cup recap. You know what to do. But anyway, today on the show, Macro and NFT plus World Cup Daily Summary. I mean, we already got ahead of ourselves and we did the World Cup Daily Summary. Um, Genesis. Um, Mando, will they, won't they? <laughs> well, part two, part two on what's going on there. There was some news after the show. Uh, JP Morgan, I want to talk about this yesterday morning. I uh, didn't get to uh, time to talk about it. Uh, JP Morgan registers a trademark for crypto wallet. Uh, so there's uh, that, there goes that. Uh, some more news this morning I, I read coming out of the FBF, FBF, uh, SBF, FTX situation. I'm going uh, for a couple of seconds, uh, seconds literally over it. And then, uh, thank you, X. The homie is going to be uh, joining us uh, briefly uh, to talk about state-of-the-art, his U.S. collection. And then uh, today's partner, NFT Perp Team, is going to join us to chat about uh, their perpetual futures decks uh, for NFTs. Uh, shout out to Ovi for setting that up. Uh, we're going to be chatting with them. Uh, I'm excited uh, to learn more about what they're doing and the team. And as usual, this show is powered by Uniswap, the most trusted name in DeFi. With that, with that, with that, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report, brought to you by Rug Radio. Hey, good morning, guys. So, traditional markets, we're having a reasonably strong day. Stocks were up about 0.5% on the S&P 500. NASDAQ is pretty much unchanged. Interest rates have been, interest rate yields have been pretty stable in the last um three or four days. We saw a bit of a sell-off last night. We're seeing a bit of a rally this morning, but they've been very range-bound, which I think is probably, um, I don't want to say like the most stable, but definitely uh, the longest period of stability we've seen for a while there, I think. Um, and oil is oil was very heavy last week. I think we dropped to as low as 76. We're back up to 82 now. So um, it's just worth noting there's been a bit of weakness there in the last few days. I think the next thing is just going to be like the numbers that we talked about last week, which we're not going to get until the beginning of December. Um so from here until now, the next two weeks for me in, in macro world is, is just like a little bit of noise really for now. In crypto, we had a pretty, um, we had a decent-ish sell-off like overnight. I think ETH maybe even touched three digits. I'm not quite sure if that if, the, if that wick of the candle broke through 1,000 or not, but um, Bitcoin was at like around 15.5K. It sounds like uh, we talked about uh, digital currency group and, and Genesis yesterday it sounds like they've failed to raise the billion dollars that they were trying to raise. Now they're trying to raise $500 billion. I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. I guess it's a good thing that maybe they didn't need the full billion to stay alive. I guess it's a bad thing because no one wants to give them money. So I think when those headlines surfaced, I think it was reported by Bloomberg yesterday, we saw uh, a bit of a sell-off in, uh, in crypto. We've since bounced back. I, I'm not really sure what the reason for it is, but we are a good 5 or 6% off the last 24-hour lows, so I'm not really sure exactly what happened there, but it does feel like these levels, which are right around 1,100 and right around 15.7K for Bitcoin, have proved to be some kind of resistance at a support level for now. So we'll see what happens from the DCG Genesis stuff. It does feel like Genesis is heading towards filing for a bankruptcy. I think that's what seems to be getting priced in or getting expected, but 
we have to wait until we get some official communica- communication from them. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I saw uh, Mando. Seems like uh, you've been buying. Yeah, I bought some. <laughs> I threw, threw some some more money down the drain last night. Um, <laughs> you bought the dip, the dippity dip, and the dippity dip, dip, dip. Is that what you did? Yeah, look, I've been mainly been in in Matic um, for a while now. Uh, but yeah, I bought some ETH yesterday. Look, I think, I think the next move here, as we've already spoken about, is I personally think Genesis is is not going to be saved. Um, the business is slightly strange to me. Like they have a lot of counterparty risk. I think they could blow up at every single, at every single uh, crypto blow up in general. When they're always going to be collateral damage, and they're always going to get caught up in it. So I, I'm not too sure if that's a great business model if it's just going to blow up every single every single four years when there's a crypto blow up um so i think they might find it difficult to raise money but um i just don't know if if genesis going down means we really go below a thousand i think if digital currency group plus grayscale goes down we could go to like 500 600 but i just i think people are pricing in the idea of the digital currency group it will go down and that will bring down grayscale with it and i just don't i don't see that happening so I bought a little bit last night just to see what happens. Um, also felt like macro had slightly sold off. And the uh, the ETH hacker, I don't know, he continues to dump or they continue to dump, but I'm not too sure if... if uh, I think as you approach the end of that, I think that will be um, another p- point where people will buy. So yeah, look, I, I, I bought a little bit today. It's not for a massive trade. Um, we're just maybe just bouncing off, off a bit of a low. I do think that long-term buying ETH at 1100 is a good trade whatever happens so i don't mind buying more but um yeah long term yeah, you're fu- set <laughs> fully expected to be called an idiot for doing it but yeah look i i just think that here a lot a lot of a lot has been priced in, in terms of the hacker and some concept around mm-hmm. genesis going down there was a couple of weird headlines up, um uh, overnight they've obviously shrunk the amount that they want to raise from a billion to 500 million that's quite a big shrink like you don't they clearly just found 500 million from somewhere. So this might indicate that, you know, DCG is willing to sell other assets or they had more cash initially uh, assumed to do that. And uh, yeah, so I think, I think that's, a, that's an interesting, in, interesting development there. And we, we rallied slightly off the back that also Genesis came out and said they're not imminently flying, filing for bankruptcy. So people, people were like, oh, well, maybe it's not as bad as first predicted. And then there was, there was some headlines overnight that FTX seems to have actually have about 1.5 billion in cash across its various different entities which is quite a lot in terms of cash now they're all in different entities it's difficult to work out the the total liabilities here but that's not a small amount of cash going into a bankruptcy so hopefully that leads to maybe slightly better outcomes i don't know yeah i mean i guess we'll see uh, yesterday did feel like one of those days that you guys also describe like sometimes no one does like so much fun on the timeline and like things are so gloomy and like doomsday ish like that kind of that's exactly how i felt yesterday like so i'm not surprised um that you uh that you went in and, and then decided to buy some actually uh but listen even if short term maybe uh you you think people will um um uh, you so, so you think people will call you stupid? Uh, I think long term, uh, you're looking pretty smart. Uh, so it's uh, it's um, it's uh, you know, I think uh, you you're on the right side of history. It comes a long term. Um, and then on the rest, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you see that when I sent you screenshots yesterday? Polygon said they have an announcement coming today. I don't think they made it yet. And YouTube tweeting out a 
um, a purple heart, you know, I don't know. seems like, um, seems like, uh, seems like there's some movement there. Um, and then also it looks like Polygon, um, is being added to Magic Eden. They're on spaces right now, actually. Uh, and I'm seeing this on Polygon's, uh, Twitter account. But one thing's for sure is that Polygon has yeah, Polygon. an announcement today. There's going to uh, be an announcement. Like, remember, um, Ryan yeah. used to be the head of gaming at YouTube. So exactly. There's, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that, that YouTube might do some sort of integration with, with Polygon. Um, it can't from, be the Magic Eden announcement, right? No, that's not the announcement. That is definitely not the announcement. Because that's be, underwhelming for a whole post saying stay tuned. It will be something to do with YouTube, I suspect. Has to be. I mean, and probably I YouTube gaming as well. That's what I would. Uh, that's what I would expect. Do you? So let's talk about this for a second. Because last night I had a really interesting conversation with uh, with Thread Guy, um, these Sobi, but then Ledger Status came on, and we had a really interesting conversation about uh, micropayments and uh, creator content monetization. And this uh, was followed. This was after. Um, this was after I tweeted out what uh, Elon Musk said yesterday. So Elon, did you? I don't know if you guys saw that either. Uh, you guys were asleep, but. Um, Mr. Beast was uh, Elon Musk shared like uh, daily active users, I think, was something. And then Mr. Beast said, "I wonder what's YouTube daily, what YouTube's daily actives is." And Elon replied, "Let's see what happens when Twitter offers good video with higher compensation for creators." To what someone answered, uh, "Will only video creators be able to monetize content?" And then uh, Elon Musk said, "Written content too," which is actually really interesting for the platform, right, uh, Mando? As we push towards Twitter and whatnot, um, and and so obviously, like what crypto is really useful for. And where the blockchain really has a place in social media and platforms is for creator and 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 consumer listener. I hate using the word consumer, but that's how they see us. But participate participants, what we call them here, right? Um, monetization and it's also rewarding, right? Um, and so you're seeing. Uh, I think micropayments is going to be big. Obviously, YouTube has uh, content monetization. They are the one platform that had mastered it before everybody and crushed it. Uh, obviously, it's, it was on the decline now because there's more creators and whatnot. But still, like they, like a lot of creators, like really killed it there. It could be interesting to see micropayments using Polygon Network. Um, I don't know if that's what the announcement is going to be. I think it's mostly going to be like, but I don't know what it's going to be because I don't think they would go for avatars like Reddit. Nike did the dot swoosh thing, um, which is like a domain. Um, what could it be for YouTube? Like, I hope it's creator micropayments because it could set a good precedent for Twitter as well uh, and other platforms. I think it would be, I think what you're going to see is, and we've already kind of seen it with Instagram, is this ability to like sell NFTs, like transact in them, integrate it into social media and that kind of stuff. And again, like I don't think, like we've seen many times now, it's probably not going to use the term NFTs. And I think it's Polygon is the other guys with Instagram, right? So they've obviously gone around to these big, Web two guys and offered them this solution and this ability to, and I think Polygon was for Reddit as well. So, and all these, the one thing that they all seem to have in common is they're not actually using the term NFTs. They're not on Ethereum. They're on Polygon. And there's this idea of like cheap, easy to trade, buy or sell, whatever it is, um, uh, like transactions of digital collectibles. M masked and marketed as something else and i think it's probably going to be something along those lines i don't know that would, that would be my guess but i'm not 100 percent sure yeah we'll see what it looks like but it's definitely going to be exciting um we'll see um 
we'll see what happens on the gaming side, like you were saying, Mando. But I'm excited. I'm I'm really hoping this is it. Um, I remember when he came on here, uh, we were like, <laughs> I mean, when he came on here last to talk about that meta announcement, we were pressing him so hard from every angle. <laughs> that was a funny ten minutes he had on the show. He's like, "You DJs, I'm out." <laughs> but um. <laughs> I think this is. I think this is the. Uh, this might be the announcement that he was trying to protect. I do think it's going to be. Yeah, a big yeah. One. They they don't Maybe normally pre-announce a lot of Nike stuff. Because Nike came since. But Nike came about as well. Nike came you since. Think about that. But they didn't even pre. They didn't even pre-announce that. It's right? tr- oh, it's true. It just it's true. They didn't hype it up at all. It's true. They didn't it's hype true. it up. And this <laughs> this is someone who it's follows Matic, the Matic Twitter account pretty well. So like, yeah, this is this feels different. This feels bigger. They didn't even hype up yeah. um, Instagram or um, no, or Meta nothing. Or Disney. They went second. This is the first time they've done some sort of like <laughs> it's coming. You know They're what though? Polygon is killing it. Yeah, but I think that means yeah they are, and I think that means that this is bigger than what we think. That's why I went into the whole micropayments and whatnot. Because if literally they figure out the micropayments so that where we can find a way for creators and consumers to like get paid out or whatever it is like rewarded for like being this is actually so big. Like it could be this. I'm not going to get overexcited. I'm going to keep my expectations very low and think that this the Magic Eden announcement was what it was. Uh, Mando? Uh, <laughs> no announcement for Meta. Say, those no Instagram, announcement for Reddit. Those, <laughs> those Instagram Eden. drops are crushing it right now, right? Bro, Vinny Hager sold out in one second. One um, second? Yeah. I, I have a question. Did Rafik sell out his as well? Of course. Of course. I, I didn't check, but it's probably fucking sold out right away. I have a question on that. And this is not um, meant to be a, a a downer. Do we? Is there a link in that right now? And the way these things are selling out at the edition size, as it was early Nifty Gateway. Genuine question. Well, I I don't think so. I I think this is kind of what I feel like with when we bought like Reddit NFTs. It's like when you see massive communities come on, and this is the first NFT community forming. But it's not an avatar. That doesn't matter. Like there's a, there is historical okay. significance to this, in my opinion. So I do think that it makes sense. I want to know where the hell they're trading is the other thing. Like I haven't seen I haven't seen you know anyone one person in in the NFT community that I follow who said they bought one. So I'm kind of confused um who's buying them and where is there even a secondary market for um, yeah, so it's on it's on Polygon and you can get it on OpenSea. I just don't so know what do, you, like, what do you type in? What do you type I, in? That's the thing. I I literally don't know. I wish there was exactly. an Instagram page where like you could go to or Meta had like a setup where like you could go and see browse all the collection like a like a like a book or whatever the fuck like a gallery, um I just I genuinely don't know, like what was the name of Vinny let's see Vinny Hager uh I, I cannot find, find it them. so if Meta. anyone knows how to find they're gonna build their own marketplace like you can just tell right like they have to it can't stage. be this bad for them um and it was the same with Reddit as well like Reddit huh. <laughs> Reddit. OpenSea just stopped stop counting the sales after a certain period. I don't know if you know this, but like the Reddit NFTs, like they've been down on OpenSea. So you haven't been able to see them trade on OpenSea for like a month. You can't see anything trade on there, bro. Like honestly, I was looking at our own shit. No, seriously, man. But, like, but like, it trades on OpenSea. It just does, it doesn't record it. So uh, it's, it's like this ridiculous scenario where like they had to build their own, um, like uh, they have to track it themselves now. Um, and I think that's probably the same here. Like, for some reason, it's just not quite clicking with some of these um, these big brands, and they'll probably just build their own marketplaces for it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I can't like I remember finding the drift piece on uh, on OpenSea, 
uh, the one he dropped on 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 Meta Instagram. Uh, but I cannot seem to. F- I don't know what to search. Like, do we know? Like, the like, give me the name of one of the drops. Like, when did Vinny or Rafiq? Like, fuck, hold on. Let's actually see. I kind of really want to figure this out right now. Um, oh, oh, thank you. As usual, Simon Goldberg, Clutch Town. Um, okay, so. Okay, here it is. Here, I'm saying it in the group chat to both you and Ovi. Okay, so. Oh, it's a separate. Coll- so that's good. It's minted on his own smart contract. You love it. It says buy Vinny Hager's letters. So perfect, right? This is actually what we want. Um. And did you guys see it? And it's an addition. Uh, ERC 1155s on Polygon. Um, and now it's, uh, yeah, I think that's it, right? Digital collectibles by, yeah, it says digital collectibles by Vinny Hager. So if we put, it, <laughs> I love that. So if we search digital collectibles by on OpenSea, I think we may have found out the secret. Digital collectibles by Drifter. Uh, no. Okay. Never mind. I give up. Uh, we'll figure it out for tomorrow's show. But I love that people are it's terrible. Me already. It's basically, basically the long and short of it is it's terrible. It hasn't yeah. been built in for the open sea in the right way. So they need to they need to fix it. I think this is proof though, the fact that we're scrambling like that. And I th- like to think we spent a lot of hours individually on on OpenSea over the last two years. Um and thank you, Solas and everybody for tagging Simon, Simon, Simon and Simon Gomez, everybody. Uh but still, like you realize how hard it is to find like the Eric Rubens one, I'm seeing it, 0.08 ETH, uh, Paradise Paddle, uh, World of Color by by Eric Rubens, right? So he called it World of Color by Eric Rubens. Like Vinny called it Digital Collectibles by Vinny Hager. Like it is impossible to find these. Um, and it's not the artist's fault uh, at all. It's a marketplace from a marketplace standpoint. So um, yeah, I see what you mean, Mendo. Uh, here's Rafix. Yeah, 1K. Wow, Rafix is at 3 ETH floor. Um, Rafix is oh, Chad. Sorry, 172. But yeah, yeah, he is Chad. <laughs> Isn't he the nicest guy? Like, yeah, he's know. very, um, he's very humble, and you can tell he just loves what he does. Like, he absolutely oh, loves. Oh man, what he does. when he came on yesterday, he had he like changed my whole energy for the day. Um, and you love to see that. Yeah, I'm seeing it. So there's already sales like at 1.690. So if you're talking NFT, now we're already obviously in the NFT segment at this stage, but, um. But it's uh, it's actually really interesting. Oh, Diana Sinclair is tomorrow. Tomorrow, six thirty p.m. I digital collectible collector Instagram drops on their platform. Follow my profile to be ready to drop. Yeah, so you got to be like, it's one of those drops. Like, by the way, anyone who's interested, first of all, like, don't trade these. Like, if you're buying, buy for the art, unless you're hitting like a whatever. Like, I know Drift sold for three x more and Rafik and stuff like that. But you shouldn't go with the mindset of wanting to flip those because you may get burnt. Uh, and then you should really genuinely like collect these because you want to collect like the artwork. Um, and the good thing, about, I guess, is because the these uh, artists are constrained to nine hundred ninety nine dollar uh, price because of the app store, they cannot sell NFTs for a thousand dollars or more. Um, wow! Or anything. So, yeah. So, th- you, so for you could, Rafik, you've done like a three X already. Correct. Look, I, I personally like. I look at these kind of how I look at Reddit NFTs. Like, I do think these will be historically significant. So. Polygon needs his own marketplace, Mando. I'm gonna, Polygon, I'm gonna, I might, I might take a deep hard look at some of these. Always give it a couple of days after a drop. Like wait for Rafiq to like cool down. But like the thing is, like Mando, you know wait, what? It wait is? till you can buy them. I, no, I, I, no, <laughs> sir. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a break on these things. Uh, and so, but, uh, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's, um, what I want to say is, you know what it is, Mando? Polygon needs to uh, uh, push a marketplace. 
Polygon and Thigmatic needs to uh, needs to uh, back a marketplace, whether it's investing in a team or something. Instead of partnering with OpenSea, partnering with Mindgeek, and partnering with this, partnering with that, we need a marketplace that will show the Polygon. Do we need properly. another marketplace though? We do. For Polygon, I genuinely think we do because the time OpenSea will take. Trust me, I don't want to, but well, we can just. Like, I just. I think. What, <laughs> I think what you'll see is that all the development budgets that were going to be used to build out Solana marketplaces will quickly shift towards. Polygon. I mean, look at Magic Eden. They're already trying to get after exactly, the bar. Exactly, right. They're, Magic they're Eden just, just is a case in point. And you'll see, remember, OpenSea will, will massively shift towards this. I'm so sure. I'm, I'm on Magic Eden now. And it says Polygon right there. But see, we need a marketplace that reflects the Polygon NFTs. Like, I remember talking to Mal back then, and she was even saying, like, the only reason why Polygon NFTs had a bad rep was because of OpenSea. When you think about it, it's true, because a lot of, uh, for, like, it was a time where, like, the Polygon NFTs were used to, like, get uh, spam you guys, and it was all on, like, you guys being us, all of us. <clears throat> and then, like, it was just, like, scams and spams and shit like that. And, like, people had the perception of Polygon NFTs to be spam. Remember? Like, there was a period where we all thought that. And, like, it was like, oh, if you're Polygon NFT, it's a scam. And then... By the way, like, what a work in the branding to think about that. Remember last year at this time in the bull? It was like, oh, Polygon NFT scam. It was immediately going to your hidden folder. Probably yeah. still does. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think there was, they did some drops, but yeah, it was, it was too early. I mean, people still liked Polygon at the time, but it was, um, yeah, definitely. Because of gas. It was one of the first, it was the first, it's very easy to build on Polygon, right? Like, it's very easy mm -hmm. After you build an ETH marketplace to just add on Polygon, it's much tougher than to build on, like create Solana yep. or, or. So yeah, I think that was why it was one of the first. A, a very strong community too. Like there's a really a lot of Polygon people that that have like a mirror community to ETH. You know, like they have participants and really active people. Like it's a whole world over there. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, you're right about that. And uh, I wonder. Yeah, I, I I still think it needs to be out of. I, I, I do think they need a proper marketplace, Mando, because they seem to be really responsive and quick to adapt and change things and that team, that BD and everything. Um, and I think that the time OpenSea and other marketplaces on our side would take to properly display what we just talked about for 10 minutes, they could spin off a marketplace if they're not already working on it, by but, the way. But let's be um, honest, but Instagram is going to make its own marketplace, right? And Reddit, you're right. Reddit's already going to yeah, make its own marketplace. They already have. Yeah. Like, but an aggregator, like aggregators work. We're bullish on aggregators on this stage all the time. We always say aggregation, aggregation, aggregation. Yeah, mm. like, I think there, there will be an aggregator down the line. Like, I'm, not, I'm not doubting mm. that. I just think that um, mm. OpenSea will probably just, you know, make that move or yeah. Uniswap or one of these big guys will make a move. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, actually, I'm curious to see what Uniswap does on that front. I hope Uniswap fully integrates like Polygon properly. Like, we just need a place to say, you, like, imagine marketplace like Polygon's branding, like the white and the purple, which is super clean. Or when you go in dark mode, I can already see it. Like, from I like, and I already like envision it. And like, you have like Instagram NFT, like Meta. You have a page for Meta. You have a page for for Reddit. You have a page for all these like brands, like Nike, right? When they come in with the dot solution, and people start getting their their domains and whatnot, like whatever. Such a brand like, guy. You and just, then, you just love talking about this stuff, don't you? Dude, they're they're the people, man. Like this, in two years ago, when I got into the space, like we were talking about how one day these brands will come on and people will think we're fucking stupid. Like we're literally getting dunked on by people telling us like it's never gonna happen. And here we are. Like you know what I mean? So uh, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm I'm actually super bullish on 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 all that. I'm happy we had you brought Eric up the other day and you brought Rafik up yesterday. But it's like um, it's so hype. You know, I don't know. I think it's um. It's great, man. It's like we all thought Coinbase would be that Trojan horse. Remember, y'all? Like we're like Coinbase NFT, sixty million users, myself included. Like it's gonna be the one. It's gonna be the one. And no, like 
Meta and like what Reddit and these brands are doing is what Coinbase could have been and has not been. Coinbase should have led the charge being the most trustworthy crypto company in America. Still is. By the way, I don't know what you guys think of coin, but damn, like I'm tempted to start going back into that because the more they're farting it, the lower it goes. The more bullish I'm getting on coin. But <laughs> that's a question for you two. But um, look at Coinbase bonds. Coinbase bonds are trading at 50, dude, 40. Dude, I'm so... I'm so bullish on Brian Armstrong after all these cycles that he fucking like kept going. He's killing it, bro. But um, he's like a Chad founder, bro. Um, it's a weird yeah, scenario that because like you would assume with FTX having gone down and the fact that people are calling for dude. more regulation of exchanges that Coinbase is about to win a ton of business, right? Even if you yeah. had your money in Gemini, like you're probably sitting there going like, well, you had Gemini earn that maybe burnt some people. Like people mm-hmm. are going to flock to Binance and Coinbase here because they're going to be seen as the two bigger players that perhaps um, are more trustworthy. I don't know if you'd agree with that for Binance, but for Coinbase in particular, I think um, like, and yet the stock's been absolutely hammered and... I don't know why the stock is so low, bro. I I think it might even be a better long than like ETH or Bitcoin here. Genuinely. It's at $43. The stock is 43 bucks. Like I'm looking at the one-year trend line it was trending at 3.15 in November 22nd last year, like exactly a year from now. Remember when Kramer called the top? He's like, Coinbase to 4.75. I like that. <laughs> oh my God. But dude, like you're looking at it at $43. Who's um, the last 80. man standing right now? It's literally Brian Armstrong. In America, yeah. like for US crypto, it's Brian Armstrong. Like it's down 80, 80 plus percent now. So it's about, about <laughs> down the same amount that ETH is down. 86%, yeah. Yeah, or like it's down more. It's down. It's basically down like your favorite altcoin. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a bad bad thing to buy. The market cap of Coinbase right now in the market is nine billion dollars, Mando. That's like Shiba Inu's market cap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at what point? Like, you know, uh, come on, man. Look, I'm looking at the market caps. So I, I hate, I hate looking at this sort of stuff. It's it's just nuts. No, Can look, you, Dogecoin is ten. Dogecoin has a bigger market cap. Than Coinbase. I'm just putting yeah. things in perspective here. I was thinking about it last night. I did want to bring it up today and ask you two because you're the experts. You're the Chad Trad I, I, ju- I just said that I think Coinbase is a better long than, than maybe even Bitcoin and yeah. ETH here. Like, NFA, um, DYOR, in case of federal investigation. I think, I think the problem with Coinbase is the, the debt, the bonds are trading so low that the bonds mm-hmm. themselves actually look pretty cheap versus the stock. So it's yeah, kind of going to be hard. Be yeah, it's kind of going to be hard for the stocks to rally without the bonds rallying. I guess that those bonds are probably a very good buy. They trade it in in the fifties and like almost a twenty percent yield. But there, I thought there was only like fifteen percent yield. Like they're, they're, it's quite. Mm, I think they're, they're low like, coupon, right? Yeah, they're low coupon, but I think they're at least seventeen or eighteen percent yield. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Seventeen <laughs> yeah, percent. Just buy it all. Or buy the stock. Yeah, just buy it all. Like, I, I do think it's, it's not buy a Buy it all. Buy everything. Buy ETH, buy Matic, buy Bitcoin, buy some Coinbase, uh, and see you in three years. <laughs> and some Merc Radio NFTs, and Rec Guys, and DGEN's Access Passes. Uh, NFA, DYOR, I feel like we, now I have Are we talking no about choice. the Merc Radio? Investigation by any I'm kidding. Yes, let's talk about NFTs real quick, because Ryan's already here, and we have a couple guests coming up here today. So, with, uh, so let's get right into it. <laughs> Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? 
GM. Uh, look. <laughs> Sorry. You okay? You okay? Yeah, I, 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 my sip Singing of coffee. too hard was, again? Yeah, my sip of coffee and singing your name. Nice. Um, biggest sale was the Fidenza sale. It was a 295 East Fidenza sale of, uh, overnight. Whoa. Which, um, yeah, one of, one of the biggest Fidenza sales for a while. Um, it looks incredible. I think it was bought for 95 ETH. Um, wow. About a year ago. Um, That's so a top 15 sale right there because 300 ETH puts you 14. So nice. Yeah. Um, other than that, the top collections have been okay. I think it, it's looking a little bit thin, I, I would say, on the board ape and punk floor. They're both hanging out around 60, but it does look okay to me. Um, you've seen Rare Pass again. That's gone up to about 28 ETH. Um, seems to be moving into stronger and stronger hands, uh, that one. Um, that's been one of the big, bigger movers, movers up. You said Cellmates by Crime Reports. That's, that's been um, a newer collection up uh, 20% o- overnight um, and then Rug Radio, Rug Radio went all the way up to 0.5 I think floor last night um, oh, hell yeah baby let's go sorry this is a, uh, another big move um, volumes volumes picked up since since the weekend um, just shy of 10 million, vol- uh, 10 million dollars in volume both days which has been pretty strong um, and yeah just generally, generally a slightly better market it looks like to me yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, somewhere I'm hoping, uh, you know, uh, some hope uh, going on. Yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, yesterday night, um, <clears throat> I'm going to pin at the top. We had, a, we had a ledger status on. He just ran and he came on to jam with us. He had extra time. Um, and uh, he actually ran. So he bought rugs. And then <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to pin the charts at the top. And on Flip.xyz, which is his platform, uh, I'm totally promoting his platform right now because last night on the space, he said that, uh, he will give away a rug radio NFT to a lucky person, a person that uses his platform. And he did say that he will buy a lot more rug radio NFTs, uh, depending on how many people use it. So I'm totally chilling his platform right now for that, shamelessly. Uh, but point being, they actually do have very good uh, statistics. And one stat I wanted you to see, man, there was a stat that I shared with you two last night. I just pinned that at the top. Um, and he was looking at the spread. And, but he, most importantly, he was looking at our supply and demand, which was at 0.4x. And he was comparing it to all the top 10 projects and also some projects that were like flavor of the day uh, on top of like, uh, like that were getting high volume. And we had the best like supply to demand a ratio of 0.4x. I thought that was interesting. Uh, and he explained it better so you can go back and listen. I'll have Jazz do a couple. Jazz, we got to get you on some clips with that because damn, dude, that was so bullish. He made me like crazy. I couldn't sleep after that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should have some soon bends on it. We got him. Yeah. Oh, obviously. What am I saying? Uh, and so, uh, you guys are always on top of shit. I love that. Uh, but um, but um, anyways, it was some really good. He was saying, and word for word, and that made me really happy, guys. He said, I'm looking at this chart, and I can tell the work is being done. And I was like, hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was hype. Uh, so, yeah, he is giving one away. So, if you uh, can't buy one and you're trying to get one away, just go buy like a $5 NFT on this platform and try to win. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's pretty much uh what, what was going down here and uh other than that on the nft side mando yeah um that's about it right it's gonna be the same thing every day in my opinion right it's gonna be a little slower and um and uh you know there's an art basil coming up next week so obviously yeah obviously i don't think there's gonna be a lot of movement uh on the nft side aside from what's going on there in terms of news and whoever is bringing out their teams to talk about whatever they're coming with, coming up with, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's much more uh, unless I unless I'm missing something. 
That Fidenza sounds sweet though. Um, looking at Moonbirds, yeah, still seven. Meep still three. <laughs> Doodle still like a, about seven. Clones eight and a half. I'm waiting for what Clone X has coming up because they did say on the space that last week that it's gonna be their biggest month. So curious to see what drops there. Obviously, it's the it's those eggs that we're talking about. Ranga still around one ETH holding around that. Seems like it's found its price. Um, and yeah. And um, that is about it uh, on that front. Uh, just quickly, and then I want to go to Ryan because he does have something cool coming up on the NFT side. Uh, did you guys see JP Morgan's uh, announcement, boys? It's not bad. Uh, JP Morgan, here, let me get you the exact headline here. JP Morgan registers trademark for crypto wallet. America's largest bank, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co., J.P.F., officially registered a trademark for cryptocurrency wallet. J.P. Morgan is focusing on offering crypto payment services, including crypto payment processing, virtual checking account, and more. Even though CEO Jamie Dimon believes cryptos are not a good investment, the bank continues to explore them. This is capitulation 4K, if you ask me. Any thoughts on that front for my TradFi boys? It's pretty big. I mean, as you said, it's America's largest bank and they also have a big asset management division as well within them. So it's not just retail banking. And JP Morgan has always been at the forefront of alternative uh, um, investment management as well. They have a big alternative investment management conference, I think, actually today in London. So it's good to see. They, they obviously have a lot of like um, inroads to people who want to invest in things that aren't just traditional equities and and fixed income and all that kind of stuff. And I think in the past, they've been pretty skeptical on crypto as well, but them taking this step obviously shows that they have demand from a client side. I would say that's the main thing. And they're like, well, whether we believe in it or not, we're not going to be stupid and say no to money. And we're going to try and manage as many um, client funds that want to invest in crypto in-house as much as they can. So it's a good sign. It's definitely a good sign. It's not going to make things go up today because of everything else that's going on in crypto, but it does. It is just a reminder that you are seeing some of the biggest institutions out there, biggest financial institutions who are directly involved in this kind of stuff, who've previously been skeptical, now take steps to try and take a, a piece of the cake, basically. And I think you will see that in the future. Like you, all these guys have huge private banking divisions, they have huge alternative investment management divisions, and there will be a time in our lives probably not very far away when all of these guys will manage crypto on a custodial level, but it's not going to be, I know, I know people freak out about that given what's happened, but it's not going to be like an FTX kind of thing. It's going to be just like how you might manage your own stock portfolio with JP Morgan, basically. Yeah, it was about to happen, right? Like it's like crypto fixes a lot of things and uh, that is one of the things it fixes. The other thing was like what we just talked about, micropayments, creators, participants, whatnot. And the other thing is with, within the banking, right? Like, Dude, like I can't wait for the day I can wire someone money and not have to, uh, you know, wait like five days <laughs> or go in person uh, to the bank. Shout out to the RBC in Canada for being absolutely terrible. Uh, if you're in Canada, do not bank with the RBC. Uh, <laughs> Mando, any thoughts here before I move forward? Yeah, no, I think this is a big deal, not, not like a huge deal. I think the, the, the whole thing where Apple Pay was going to support Stable coins, I think that's that's massive. Like, I think that's the biggest piece of news recently on like the payments side. Yep, huge, 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 huge. Um, so many, you know, so many. Yesterday I was feeling really like doomsday-ish. It's pretty rare for me, uh, but today I'm feeling much better. 
And uh, I love talking about these things because it's, uh, listen, the space grows. You know, as they break, things break. The foundations get rebuilt stronger and better. Um, I'll skip the Genesis talk. Just what was the, what's the TLDR one-liner on Genesis, man, though? Like, it's just like, now they don't need a billion. They need half a billion. Uh, is that what it was? And, but they're still like not looking great, right? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much, they came out yesterday and they said, well, there were articles and headlines yesterday saying they failed to raise a billion. And then there were more rumors saying they were now trying to raise 500. And I think it's important to note a lot of this stuff was just media outlets reporting information. So we don't know what's right and what's wrong, Mm. but it sounds like the amount, it sounds like they failed to raise a billion and they are now trying to raise 500, but it doesn't seem likely that it's going to happen. And I liked your tweet yesterday yeah. saying like, it's crazy how blatantly people have lied to us in this space. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's just like people keep saying shit like we're fine. Customers are fine. All this kind of stuff. And days later, it turns out they're not. And I know with the Genesis thing, it was specific to Genesis trading, not Genesis lending, but still it's like, it's pretty misleading to come out and say shit like that. And again, like, I guess they're trying to say it because they don't want the problem that these guys have is they don't want like mass withdrawals and they don't want people running on them and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're worried about that, if you're if you're worried about people running on you, it means you don't have the the right level of reserves. It means you haven't managed the business properly anyway in the first place. So these guys should just come out and be upfront and be honest about it and just, you know, fucking move on. It's just like it's just I mean, lying is maybe a strong word, but they they're definitely misrepresenting their health by some of the stuff that they come out with with regard to announcements. And I think obviously FTX was the, the biggest culprit of that when SBF yeah. literally tweeted, they're, they're fine, the day before they're fine. <laughs> What's with these CEOs and tweeting out that they're perfectly fine and then 24 to 48 hours after going completely fucking bust? Like, it's so freaking It's insane. Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. It's so crazy. Anyways, let's talk about some art. Before we go, uh, before we go into into uh, into NFT perp, I see y- y'all are on the stage right now. I can't wait to chat with y'all in a, in a couple minutes. Um, but Ryan, GM, GM, what's up? How you doing? How you doing today? I'm a little nervous, you know. <laughs> I'm good. Drop day is always uh, is 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 a uh, is uh, is always scary, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, just uh, posted the website. So the site is live and minting will be live later. So yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Uh, Ryan, obviously, uh, you're a great friend of mine. And uh, and I, I love your work. And obviously, you've had a lot of success in the space. Uh, but let's talk about state of the art, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're someone who's mastered uh, the art of mixing physical and digital. Um, your paintings are insane and I, I love how you always put like a screen in them uh so that you, people can have both at the same time and now it's state of the art though you're you're kind of doing something completely different so we wanted to quickly touch on that because it's actually really interesting um you've been posting a lot of photos of you painting in the massive hangar uh and uh and uh, it looks like those paintings are massive um do you want to talk about what state of the art is i'm on the website right now it's pretty cool yeah thanks man um yeah so state of the art is um it's essentially like my, well, it's my biggest collection I've ever done. It's my first, you know, solo, like, I guess, collection. And um, yeah, I, I wanted to continue with the physical and digital element. 
and I wanted to do something different. Obviously, like my one of ones with the paintings that have the screen inside are, um, you know, kind of a narrow audience of who can actually afford those. And I get hit up a lot um, from people asking, like, you know, how can I get a canvas? How can I get physical? And so I was trying to figure it out. And I really liked the idea of these collections doing like community stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know, it doesn't really make sense for like, I don't do PFPs or like, I don't have, you know, a character or anything. So I decided to um, try and figure out a way that would make it work. And so what I did is uh, created four large scale paintings. Each one is 15 feet by 12 feet and um, decided to divide it up and sell it as NFTs. Um, and also still comes with a physical. So you actually get the physical and the uh, digital collectible um, with it. <laughs> keyword. Yeah, it's a, a new, keyword. It's a new sales point. It's a new yeah, sales yeah, point. Exactly. Someone clip that, please. These are um, not NFTs. These are digital collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously State of the Art has many meanings. Um, the website is stateoftheart.world. So I felt like, you know, for me, kind of, um, I've been put in a position uh, I guess I put myself in a position to try and be that bridge for a lot of people. Um, obviously there's a ton of people doing the, you know, bridging the art world and NFT world together. So I'm just one of those people. And yeah. Um, I thought the idea, I, I basically like with, with my stuff, I never used the technology um, of blockchain as a medium. Uh, so this was a way that I could do it and have it be, you know, uh, essentially like another element another another brush stroke essentially versus just like having a sale on nifty gateway um or you know having a sotheby's auction or something like that and which you know isn't even on chain but um you know i just felt like this was a cool way to do it and um try to experiment with something different and something i hadn't seen before i'd seen kind of things similar but um nothing the way that i've been doing it so yeah i'm just very excited so there's 1600 total nfts each painting breaks up into 400 pieces um four paintings total yeah damn i'm sorry I'm, I'm going through your website i'm looking at them yeah um those are massive you said how many feet by how many feet so they're 12 feet tall by 15 feet wide yeah they're huge <laughs> it was honestly like a really big challenge so i had to like rent this i have a studio and my studio is not tiny but it you know what? these are so massive i had to rent a studio um in downtown la and uh yeah figure out a way of size that I could um, paint all of these, you know? So yeah, that's what I did. It took months and months and um, it was a big challenge. Cause like, I think that I didn't want to veer from my, you know, what I'm known for my style, but I also wanted to make sure that like, if these get divided up into 400 pieces that each person has something unique and cool. Like if, if they get that cut piece of the canvas, it's still cool. Um, and not just like, you know, I don't want like half of it to be just like all white or something. So, um, so yeah, mm. that's it. And then uh, the, the kind of main thing about this is the secondary. So um, there's an element, basically like this, this drop can be as simple as you want or um, a lot more fun and gamified. So the very least you buy one uh, mint is 0.25. So you buy one, you get the NFT. And then in February we have a claim date. Uh, when we cut all the canvases after everything's been claimed and um, we ship you, you know, the piece that matches your NFT. And Whoa. so there's that. But before we cut, we have, um, we have the ability to, you can buy the squares around you, essentially the tiles around you. And 
when you buy those tiles around you, you can merge those to claim a bigger chunk of canvas. So the idea is that, um, you know, you can essentially like, if you think of like a sandbox, uh, kind of like land ownership style thing where you can buy out the land, it's similar to that. Um, you can, you know, everything has to be a square rectangle. So the minimum you can do is two, you can merge two together, but they have to be next to each other. Um, and then from there it goes like, you know, you can do four, six, nine, you know, eight, 10. Um, and yeah. So essentially I can just like, Oh, Michael, I think your mic, your mic's jammed up. No, that was I was just saying how cool that is. That is like really, really cool. Like the concept of that is amazing. Thank That's you so fine. much. Yeah, um, it's it was interesting, and so I worked with Transient Labs on this, um, and I was already building out this concept, and I saw what they someone like someone sent me Shattered when they, they, the project that they did with like Brian Brinkman, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, and I was like, and Pack bought that, and I was like wait, oh my God, this is kind of what I'm doing, but the exact opposite, right? Because like I'm selling these all individual, but you have the ability to like essentially like, glue them back together, um, even though they're not cut yet. But um, <laughs> That's I saw that and I was like, wait, who did this? And I liked the I liked how everything was done so perfectly that I, I reached out to them. And um, so yeah, I did this project with Transient Labs. This is really cool. And so Thank I remember you. when you talked about it with me like months ago, and you were just getting the idea going and now it's like here and like yeah i'm like whoa like it's actually here and what i was telling you is like i want to like try and see if i can collect a few squares from different pieces and then make one like uh, like you know echoes and amarantine whatever yeah. we say driftwood and and there's a exhale like maybe i can make one yeah. big i don't know and then have maybe like a neighbor piece yeah. to like Amir's or to Mandel's or whoever's well, buying, right? So it's pretty fun. So that was kind of like a funny thing. Like, at, so the, the idea for me is like, I always, everything I've ever done kind of, it's like, let the market decide, right? So if it's an auction. It's like, okay, cool. Like I'll put like a, a min, you know, minimal reserve, but you know, only the market will decide. And so this is really one of those things where the collector has all the tools and they can kind of build what they want out of it. Um, they can do as, as little or as much as they want. Um, but I'm just providing the tools basically. So yeah, when I called you, Oh, it, you know, some people talk to me about like that. They said they'd rather have one from each rather than four, like, a, you know, from one painting. So they'd rather yeah, have sense. four small canvases. So there's mm -hmm. just a bunch of different elements that are, are like, you know, strategy, I guess, but um, I'm kind of not like pushing either. Cause I just like to see kind of like what people do themselves. But um, yeah, Froke, when I called you a couple months ago, I was calling a bunch of people that, you know, are very, involved in the space that pay attention every day. Cause I really wanted to see like, have you heard of anything like this? Have you seen anything like this? Like I wanted to make sure that mine was a little different and um, you know, stood apart and still kind of was in line with, you know, all the stuff that I've been doing and the ethos of like, you know, the physical digital stuff. Hell yeah. And this is, this is really, it's, it's fun. It's playful. And it's like, I think um, what's interesting, why I wanted you to come and talk about it today is because like, there's a lot of artists that also try to figure things out without PFPs and whatnot. And you found a clever way to like sell a larger amount of, of art um, and build like a community around Thank You X, right? Further than your one of ones. Cause like, obviously like your one of ones go for like a lot of money and, and it's tough to collect a physical piece from Ryan. It's probably going to run you like two to 300 grand, maybe more now. I don't fucking know, but Hey, that's like, that's the prices, right? It's multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so, and this is fact, you could just go to Sotheby's Phillips and all these websites, but like poor being is 
is um, I want a physical of yours. And and you only painted on my mom's shoes and bags, not mine. Uh, so she always reminds me, your friend, thank you, X, Ryan, 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 he painted on my shit, not your shit. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, mom. Uh, but, uh, but now I can get those little squares and like place them around. Like my, I have a lot of art all over my office, like fuels and this and that, like, you know, a bunch of different things. And it's just like, I can have like little pieces of yours, uh, as like a fun of your art. So I thought, I think it's really cool to be able, and I like that you're not burning. I really yeah. appreciate that. We're not burning the NFT for the physical, right? You get to no, keep no, both. No. The only kind of element of a burn is when you're, um, combined, like if you have four adjacent pieces, Mm. Your tech. Oh, here actually, this is uh, important to talk about. So, like, okay, if you have the four um, that are like create a giant, a bigger square, right? You technically are merging those together to become one NFT, um, so that you can claim the canvas. Now, what this does is it starts with sixteen hundred total supply. As people start to um, merge merge theirs together, uh, the supply will go down, therefore making even the, just the single ones technically more scarce. Yeah, Ooh, that's, dope. that's so, smart. Yeah, and and by the way, like, there's no pressure to you know you don't have huh. to merge them together. If you have the four squares, you could just frame them, but they'll be cut. You know, like if you mm. want. So, um, it's again, it's just I'm just laying kind of like the groundwork and the outline of the tool with and handing the collectors the tools, and then from there they can choose what route. And I'm obviously happy to answer any questions like based on that. And like, um, yeah, and also like the kind of fun thing. So basically, when you go to the site. After the mint, um, you'll be able to click on the paintings on the site. And um, when you connect your wallet, it'll highlight the square that you have, right? So you can start to click on the tiles around you, and it'll take you a direct link to OpenSea um, to see who owns that. So, like, let's just say you buy one and you get and you look next to you and you're like, oh, a mirror's next to me. Okay, cool. Like, uh, you can see who's next to you. you can, yeah. And like, it's kind of just one of the <sighs> things where, like, does it make your piece more valuable because you're next to a certain person? Or like, if you get one next to like Fawocious, does that make, you know, like, like imagine mm. if you have a house next to Fawocious, that's pretty cool. Hey, it's like sandbox. Like you have your little exactly. like parcels of on the one piece of art. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Golden, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I just had a question about the phases of the mint because I got, yeah. I have a Aoki verse and they said that we have access cause I went to like the first event through them. And yeah. You, you know, yeah like let's talk thing. about the phases before we, we move on to NFT perp and like maybe tell people like where to and how to that way we can leave them off yeah. on that. So um, the way the phases work is like the phase one is like, um, is, you know, all the, the one of one holders, like everyone from that helped with like tracking and stuff like that. Um, and phase two is, um, you know, uh, like bigger additions. So, oh yeah, sorry. Phase one also includes like lower additions that I've done, um, you know, whether that's on Nifty Gateway or OpenSea and stuff. Uh, and I believe we, do, oh, and we also held pre-mint contests for like open editions and, um, and Aokiverse and stuff like that. So that like, cause there's, I think, I want to say there's like 500 of the Aoki passport stamps that I did. So we obviously couldn't allow every single one of those people. So we did like a contest to um, be part of phase one. So like, I, I forget how many it was, I believe it was 10 for phase one. And then uh, the rest got phase two. So um, basically phase one is guaranteed phase two. Um, it's all the same price. There's no, I'm not trying to like give, you know, people a cheaper price. It's all the same, but um, oh wait, I'm getting a text. Aoki verse 
had five for phase one. So there's a, they, we held a premium contest, so they get to pick five and then the rest went to phase two. Um, so yeah, phase two, um, is larger allocated, but, uh, and that's, so phase one is 11, 22 AM Pacific time. Phase two is one 22 PM Pacific time. And then phase three is two hours after that, which phase three is just the public sale. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. and it's going to start today. I'm looking, even you got the punks chat talking about you right now. <laughs> How cool Let's is this? get it. It's Let's get it. So, you know, as OpenSea has the new block terms, I had to, I blocked Ed's wallet just because he talked shit. So, <laughs> Let's so. go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So 11 a.m. Let me finally get my affordable thank you XP. There you go. Um, so, yeah, like I, I do want to touch on the royalty situation because obviously that was such a big conversation and Froke, you and I were part of that along with like a handful of our other friends or, I mean, and then the greater community, obviously. So, you know, what OpenSea did is they created their kind of code that they wanted implemented, but um, there's actually ways to bypass it. And you can, um, you know, I, I didn't like the idea of OpenSea telling me exactly what to do and who I had to block. Like, even if I am in line with those views, I think it still should be up to the creator to decide whether they want to do that or not. Um, so we actually built uh, like a similar contract to where we are still blocking the people. Um, and like, we're, I mean, we're blocking blur uh, as of now, but we have a call with them next week to, you know, maybe unblock them. And uh, yeah, I think X2, Y2 is, is allowed now. So, you know, technically they have a 0%, uh, you know, platform fee. So That'll be good for some people, but then OpenSea, obviously. Um, and yeah, so we just, I, I wanted to note that we built our own contract outside of OpenSea so that we could have full control over it. Got it. That's awesome. Well, Ryan, congratulations. I'm excited you so for much. you today. I'm sure we'll be in touch in a couple hours when that happens. Yes, sir. Can't wait to can't wait to to mint mine. That's for sure. And then go and play on the secondary to try and put something together. I'm already like looking at different colors and shapes and things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> already planning. So, thank you for coming up today. That was fun. Awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hell yeah! And now and now and now, uh, here we go. Last segment of the day. Um, last segment on the day. We got NFT perp in the house. How y'all doing? What's up, GM? GM, GM, thanks for having us. Dude, whoa, nice mic audio quality. Are you running also on the nice mic and roadcaster or something? I do have a Shure microphone that I acquired about two months Hell ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, if you're listening, we'd love a sponsorship. These mics are getting expensive. I do have an MV7 myself, and so do Mando Nosef. <laughs> Oh, you'd love to see it. I, I was not expecting our guests to have the same level. I love that. This is going to be a great segment. So um, so we got y'all here today uh, to talk about your product. Uh, and uh, so obviously, like I, I've been looking into it. Uh, Ovi is the person who, 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 who got us in contact and in touch in order to make this happen today on the GM Web 3 show. And so a lot of people talk about, wait, right now, the only ability that we have is to buy NFTs and sell them at a higher price or... Uh, at a lower price for the most part, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> guilty of that myself. And then, um, but there's no way to short them. And so, <laughs> and it seems like, uh, it seems like this is one of the uh, many things that NFT person is going to be doing. So first, 
before we get into the nitty gritty and the details of what you guys are doing, I can't wait to just quickly set the conversation here. Uh, maybe you want to give yourself a little intro of who you are and, and you know, what you do. Yeah, uh, that's a good uh, introduction of what we do. Um, my name is Xerox Jose. Um, I am come from private equity background, worked for a crypto venture firm that eventually turned into a, a quant fund uh, for about two years or so. Uh, got into DeFi, was early the early the users of uh, Sushi, Compound, Uniswap, Yearn, um, you know, kind of fell in love with the power of decentralized finance early on. Um, got into NFT a little bit later, um, joined an NFT investment DAO. Um, we together put a bunch of money in NFTs and try to hope for airdrops uh, and with the collective power of purchasing, you know, like in game with blue chips and whatnot. Uh, I think that was sort of our um, my personal introduction into NFTs and how I felt like pretty strong conviction towards the space. Um, and then I think that the problem that we were kind of looking at was as a DAO, um, if you are in a DAO and you've operated a DAO, you would know it's incredibly difficult to get consensus on uh, decision making. And if you don't have a good process on profit taking um, or other strategies, it's pretty hard to manage assets together. Um, and that, this was about a year ago, um, over a year ago. Um, and I kind of thought like, hey, we'll be interesting if there is a hedging solution uh, for collectors. If I have my face value of NFTs way up, I don't want to give up my precious NFTs. Can I find a way to hedge my downside risk where I can hold on to my NFTs, but I can capture the value of the price going down in the meantime? And that sort of set up a journey for us to create NFT perp. That's pretty cool. Okay, so you have quite the extensive background. I'm, uh, that's why I wanted to kind of ask before we get into the, the details of what you guys are up to, like talk about um, you know your background and what you're doing. I'm trying to get, uh, I th- I'm trying to get uh, McKenna, but I don't. I'm not seeing a request. So if McKenna, you listen. Uh, yeah. So McKenna was supposed to come on. He's a, he's on a, he's our advisor. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he's at a dinner trying to raise uh, another fund for the fund he works for. So uh, we're going solo today. Hell yeah. Uh, listen, uh, nothing better, right? Uh, sometimes you got to do it like that. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so, so, okay. So let's talk about NFT perps. So when, um, so obviously you've, you have the background in trading and whatnot. You've been doing it for a long time. You've worked in the space. You have experience. Um, when did this idea like, come about like what did it stem from yeah that's a good good question so um i got into uh the the dow around i would say probably september of 2021 um and quickly after i kind of saw the issue right and then about a month two months later i came across this article put out by paradigm one of the big vcs in the space um dave white was one of the uh, i think the team members researcher uh he put out this article called floor perps and that immediately caught my attention and kind of went through the details of his idea of how that could be implemented. Um, so our NFT perp uh, resembles a lot of the ideas from there. And we executed with our own model and our own intentions and modifications on top of it. So that itself, um, I think reading the article gave me a confirmation of what I have in mind. And you know, through collective efforts of finding different markets, uh, money Legos existing in the NFT finance space and the DeFi space, um, my co-founder and I got together uh, and decided to work on this together. You know, put up a lot of personal capital into the company, um, find devs, and you know, execute our, our vision. My co-founder 
used to work for traditional finance guy, uh, exotic options trader, worked for Citigroup, RBC, Leon Tech. Um, so, you know, hedge fund, uh, traditional finance guy, and I'm more of a product person. Um, yeah, so that kind of, you know, my personal pain points as a collector in a DAO, plus some confirmations from different, you know, research papers and people I've been speaking with, uh, you know, every time I brought up the idea of NFT perp, like, yo, when is it going live? Where can I short? Uh, when can I short uh, the board apes or the punks or whatever? Um, that gave us further, further confirmation, like this is a, a massive need in the market and we should execute. Interesting. And so I'm reading here, I'm reading here, your solution um, is, so the two problems were the first one I talked about, how for now you can only just buy and sell, whether higher or lower. For the most part, it's been lower this year, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that blue chip NFTs like board Apes and Ponks are too expensive for retail, which is very true, which is, one of the tough things when you're entering the NFT space, a lot of the NFTs were very expensive. Now, repriced, uh, proper valuations for the most part, if you ask me, but still, like, not everybody could still afford a cool cat at three grand, right? It's still three grand, fuck. Uh, and, uh, and so, and now you're talking about how your solution NFT perp is um, a perpetual futures exchange for NFTs, attractive floor price and NFT collection. So I'm curious to hear how this works from a yeah. technical standpoint. Like, how... Like NFT derivatives. <laughs> so we're really, wow, it's funny to watch the space evolve, bro. Sorry, I'm like looking and reading through and I already, I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow, like it's, it's funny how the space is, where the space is going right now. But um, so um, talk to us more about like the tech side, um, the you know technical side of how this works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before I jump into that, I just want to quickly talk about like the, the TLDR article you're reading right now probably outlines two different problems. But as we built, you know, we built this article back in January this year, pushed, published out in March. Um, but as we built forward, we start to realize there's more and more problems that the space need that our product really, really solved their problem, right? So I touched on earlier, you touched on earlier, uh, the inability to short sell really limits people's ability to profit, right? Number two, it's, it's very... High ticket items, blue chips are pretty expensive for everyone to get involved. Uh, but then as we built, we started realizing there's more and more, right? So Bend Out is a perfect example, or NFT Fi. Uh, when you're taking out a loan from a lender, uh, there's someone providing liquidity on the other side, right? But for being a liquidity provider on a on a loan, uh, you are essentially writing a put option. Um, for a price that you're giving out right away without collecting a premium. So if the price drops down uh, as a lender, you run a pretty large risk. Uh, and therefore, if there's no hedging solution for, for lenders out there as well, right? At any given time, you have a couple of thousand Ethereums um, on Bendow being deployed or NFTFi being deployed. But as those lenders, unless they have a direct counterparty you know, purchase of a put option from their side. Like there's no way for them to hedge the downside risk either. Uh, And what that translates to is the loan you can get from these lending and borrowing protocols like Bendow or even uh, NFT-Fi. The loan to value ratio become pretty low, meaning you can't get a large value out of your NFT as a borrower. And because of that, the competitive rates on premiums you need to pay out on these loans gets higher and higher. There's no way for lenders to be very competitive, offering better LTV, better premium rates. Um, so this is the other thing we kind of, as we build, did more customers discovery process, you know, find out about more things. Uh, and then like one thing I want to touch on as well, like NMT market making is becoming a thing. Um, with the narrative and, and meta of royalties going away, 
um, exchange like marketplaces pricing of fees going down further and further. Um, NFT market making is becoming a thing where people can have my priority capital. I can provide pretty ties uh, spread between bids and ask and capture the spread. Um, but as a market maker, if you don't have proper ways to hedge your inventory risk, meaning if you have an inventory of NFTs, but there's no way for you to hedge your downside risks, um, you can't get competitive in terms of offering very tight spreads on liquidity on spot. Um, so if you have a hedging solution as a market maker, you can also have a much thicker liquidity uh, across NFT collections um, in the space. So we think the introduction of derivatives um, will impact spot in a way which could be pretty healthy if you are working in the space as a market maker, as a lender, or as a borrower. So we're pretty excited about what we're building. Now, let's get into the tech side of things. Um, essentially, NFT Perp is a DeFi protocol that offers market pairs and caters our user experience towards NFTs. So we have an independent market price discovery mechanism where we're pricing these NFTs with our in-house oracle. Right? We're looking at his, the historical sales across marketplaces for a certain collection, identify the mean value, extreme, uh, remove the extreme outliers, probable outliers, identify the standard deviations for these sales. So you create this floor value that's not impacted by the listing values across marketplaces because listing values can be easily changed if you have enough token supply. We actually look at the historical sales across marketplaces and identify the unique buys, unique sales, non-wash trades, uh, and you get this essentially you know, valuation backed by real sellers and buyers. So Coinbase recently put out a uh, NFT floor price uh, in partnership with Chainlink, and their outline of methodology is very, very similar to ours as well in terms of pricing oracles uh, for NFT collection. So once we get this oracle pricing, uh, we take it into our, into our DeFi protocol and allow uh, essentially price discovery uh, within our own mechanism of, um, of virtual AMM, a, a bonding curve, and we allow traders to go long and short using ETH as collateral uh, to bet on the you know, direction of, of, of a market. Okay, wow. Uh, that's pretty cool. And so, and so how do we, okay. So now I'm trying to understand really like from the, so, so how this all works. So can you maybe run us down through like, um, like I'm a, I'm just a day-to-day -day user, uh, collector. Maybe this is mostly for the trader side of the NFT space. Right. Uh, but like, mm -hmm. and I want to use this, like the mechanism that you've built. Where sure. do I go? How do like maybe like in a very like simple manner? Because now we went through like the tech and how it works, but like how does the everyday NFT user trader user? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, this is not catering to the person who wants to collect art and whatnot, but like how does yeah know, that daily user use this? Yeah, definitely. So let's let's run a case of um let's say you, you don't have a ton of all right, let's say you're a retail user, you don't have 60 ETH, 50 ETH to punt on a on an NFT. You have one ETH. And you recently learned that the SEC is investigating into Yuga Labs. So you think the price is going to go down. You come to NFT Perp, you deposit whatever ETH you have, one ETH, two ETH, whatever it is. You can apply up to 5X leverage, take a short on, uh, on BYC. And if the price goes down, because other traders also think it's going to crash, and the spot market is kind of reflecting that, uh, you can profit from the downside movement of, of that collection, right? Now, this is uh, an example for um, for a trader 
uh, that simply don't have the NFT itself, but wants to get exposure to the price action. Now, as a collector, uh, you can also use NFT perp. For example, we know ApeCoin uh, staking is supposed to go live pretty soon. And I'm banking that the price of BOIC is going to go up because of uh, the, the staking, right? So as a staker, um, what if I want to capture, uh, one, the airdrops that I'm staking for, and two, also uh, hedging my downside risk in terms of speculation? I can also use NFT perp, capture my yield on the airdrop farming, but stay delta neutral on my NFT position. So what does delta neutral mean? Uh, say, for example, if you bought a ape, at the price of 60 ETH, and you are staking into the uh, ApeCoin staking pool, and you're getting what, like 8%, maybe 14% APY. Um, this, is, this is your free yield, but your risk is the price of Ape going down, right? So you essentially take a short on our platform using ETH. Let's say you have 30 ETH laying around, you open up 2x short, so that would be an equal amount of face value of your NFT. And when the price of ETH, uh, BOYC go up, let's say you go up by 10%, it's not worth 66 ETH. But on your short side, you will lose essentially 10 ETH. But your total prov- uh, portfolio value is the same. So that, that means you're delta neutral. And you're getting on top of this, you're getting the airdrop uh, ApeCoin for, for free, essentially, right? So it's delta neutral airdrop farming. So as a collector, it's pretty helpful. Um, and I think of this myself as well. Like uh, I don't have my personal... Um, PFP with me today. I'm doing with my personal account, but I have Moonbird. Um, I minted on, not minted, I, I bought on secondary market on day one. Uh, I entered around 7 ETH. I watched it literally blew up to, I guess, like 35 and 40 ETH at one point. Um, I never sold and I rolled it on the, all the way down. So as a collector, that's kind of, that kind of pisses me off a little bit, right? I, yes, I'm in it for the culture, I'm in it for the community, but I love to get price action benefits, right? So if I have a at Moonbird, I can use NFT Perb. In the future, you can put it out as a collateral, take out a loan, and enter a long trade or even a short trade. So while I hold on to my NFT, I still have access to the community, the airdrops, the, the benefits of having my NFT, uh, but I can get exposure on the price action and make money out of this, um, which actually for a lot of NFT community, it's great because a lot of people get sell sh- uh, shamed right? When you sell for an NFT, uh, you're not supposed to sell, and people like shame on you for for you know paper handing. Uh, with NFT perp, you don't have to. Worry I've never about heard that, of right? sell shaming in this space before, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> so as a collector, that's also very helpful. Um, and then as we touched on earlier, like as a lender, you can also use the NFT perp to hedge your risk. You can also use your NFT perp to bet on other direction. I say you have like a bunch of ape, but you don't have liquidity. You can use NFT perp in the future to deposit as collateral, and you can bet on other collections going up and down while holding our NFT, just having more capital efficiency. This is pretty cool. Now, I'm going to pass this to, to my co-hosts here, Mando and OSF, because they have a background like yours. And uh, I think that they're going to have some meaningful questions when it comes to the that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I buy high and I sell low. Um, that's how I do it. Uh, but, <laughs> but now you're telling me that I can buy high. And short just to hedge my shit. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Not gonna lie. Mando, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the, the main question for me was just how, how has liquidity uh, looked so far? Like, um, yeah, just maybe a sense of like how far you are in terms of the product build out, um, what you're kind of expecting in terms of volumes, that sort of stuff. Yeah, good question. So uh, just some quick stats. Uh, we've been running paper trading on Arbitrum 1 uh, for the past two months or so. 
Um, we have gathered about a total of 3,500 traders. Um, the volume, it's paper trading, so it's not real money. So we're currently sitting around 450,000 ETH uh, in terms of total volume traded. Um, the We're launching our private beta in three days. Uh, so we're pretty excited. We're working with Dijin Score, GM Dow, uh, Nansen, uh, the Blueberry Club uh, from GMX. Um, we're working, working with uh, a couple of other different groups to push this out. So initially, we're going to have a limit of open interest around 1,000, 2,000 ETH um, because our insurance fund has about one or 200 ETH uh, to begin with. And we'll have BYC, Punks, Azuki to start with. And all the price movements is going to come from traders' bad collateral to move prices. So you're not going to run into the issues of no one is being on the other side of the trade. When the price moves, it means other traders have come in and moved the positions. So, so far, like uh, as of right now, we're currently looking at open interest on, on our uh, paper trading uh, app right now. Let's say open interest for... Um, for Boya Club, uh, it's been sitting at pretty healthily around 2,700 ETH in terms of open interest. Uh, and that equates to existing liquidity on the protocol uh, when we go live. Um, one of the other things was pretty interesting as we pushed out Art Gobblers. Um, about 16 hours and 30 minutes after it minted, um, it shot up to 15, uh, 18 ETH or 20 ETH at one point, And now it's sitting around 4 ETH uh, in terms of index pricing. So that brought in a lot of traction a lot of volume for us as well which is quite exciting and yeah the protocol health all overall has been pretty good um and we're excited to push this out in three days um and i spoke with uh gene uh from your team as well we'll be giving out some free uh wireless spots um for the private beta for rug radio community as well I think that's awesome. Look, I think this is a great product. If it could, if it works, I do think that, like you said, the the fact that you can get um, smaller people, sorry, people buying into smaller uh, amounts, some of the blue chips will be a big will be a big factor. They've we've looked at that in terms of fractionalization before, and this is just another way of doing it. So I think that that could cause quite a lot of demand. And look, if this becomes liquid, it's a massive, massive benefit to the I think the efficiency of of the whole space. Um, and yeah, look, I, th I think that, that that would be really cool. Like you said, hedging strategies, stuff around airdrops. Um, I, th I think the, the the perennial issue here is is that, that um, everyone wants to <laughs> everyone wants to short, everyone wants to hedge. But mm -hmm. if you can create a product which um, actually makes smaller um, smaller bite sized uh, ways for people to invest, even in like a crypto bunk or a board ape or a fidenza or whatever down the line, that um, that helps it make it two sided. And I think that can make the product work. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and on our side, right, it's it's not um, the typical lending and borrowing model where you have leverage trading on based on margin. We have to have a supply side in order to short. Like ours is perps, so it all balance out through the funding rates paid between longs and shorts over time. Yeah, I guess. We, so, so what? Do you know what funding rates you're going to start at? Like, what, 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 how much, how much is funding? Yeah, so it's quite attractive if the the delta between index and uh, index price and per price is large. So for for BAYC, for example, we're looking at the, the currently on, on our platform, the index price, which is you know, spot price, uh, is around fifty seven point twenty two, and our per price is fifty seven point forty eight. So it's positive. So Right now, you're looking at um, 
per, on an hourly basis, you're earning 0.04%. Times that by 24, um, quite attractive in terms of EVO on a daily basis. You're earning um, between 08 to 1% a day on, on ETH. Uh, if you multiply that and hold the right positions at the right time, that's pretty attractive yields if you're capturing funding rates. That's decent. That's decent. Look, I think this is a cool, cool product. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, people have been craving for different ways to do this for a while. Um, and I actually think like sometimes when there's a short base in in a uh, in a project, uh, we've seen how communities like Reddit deal with short short bases in, in projects. So. It'll be fun to see um, some of those those things happen as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and our um, insurance fund model. So uh, for those that maybe you have traded on GMX before, you know there's a GLP position as a liquidity provider. You can provide um, assets for um, you know being a counterparty in some cases. In NFT perp, where conceptually it's, it's quite similar to uh, to GMX, where you have a liquidity backstopping pool uh, that becomes indirect counterparties taking kind of um, bad debt by providing liquidity and you can earn uh, trading fees liquidation penalties uh, from traders um, so we'll, we'll be launching that in a couple of months uh, along with our products on top of it uh, so people can provide liquidity uh, in the form of ETH and earning ETH yields from all the trading fees and liquidation penalties occurs over time did you cut out Hold on. Oh. I did. I did. I, Sorry. Yeah. I was just writing something. Look, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I think this is, is going to be interesting. Uh, so the big launch is happening in, a f- in three days. In three days, correct. And I will be uh, working on a either a Google form or a pre mint uh, for the Rug Radio community uh, so I can share Let's it with go. you guys. Yeah. And also, oh, on top of that, I, I, sh- I should have mentioned this. We are launching an NFT collection in about a month or two. And this will be a free mint uh, for all the traders that come on trade in, on NFT Perp. Um, and the basic theme is uh, in at NFT Perp, we call our traders nuts. Um, and the basic theme of the NFTs is going to be five different types of nuts. There will be peanuts, almonds, cashew, acorn, walnut, uh, and they'll have different cultural re- uh, re- resemblance. And Everyone start at the same level. As you trade on NFT per more and more, your rarity levels up, uh, and you can add more trades on top of your NFTs. Um, and these nuts are looking a little sketchy. They look like they're um, broken out of jail. Uh, they look like we call them mafia nuts. Um, so if you come into our Discord community, you get a role uh, of being a nut. And then as we go live, you'll get our, your free nut NFTs. Um, that's sounds, great. Sounds pretty nuts. I, Dude, sounds sounds nuts, and I can't wait to mint these nuts. That's for sure. Uh, and <laughs> love how Obi just comes in, just hasn't, Obi said, a hasn't word said a word for about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> comes in with the zinger right at the end. Obi's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna be there Friday. Don't worry, we're not gonna feel it." Uh, and so, <laughs> um, Ouch. Obi, Ouch. Uh, dude, uh, I don't know what's with me today. It's since last night. Uh, love it, yeah. Um, Ovi, um, I know you, you got us in contact with, with, uh, with, with the team. I don't know if I, I, I do still want to give it to you. Like, did you have any questions additionally? Cause I know you've traded before and whatnot. Obviously you guys collect as well in space. I don't know if you had any, uh, anything yeah. you think we didn't touch on. I guess a good question. I think, um, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with this kind of product. What would you say for someone new to it or looking at it? What would you say would be like 
the risks and caveats you you would point out to um, to using something like this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so obviously, like if you as a trader um, or as a person that never got into DeFi before, I would say trade with caution, right? Don't apply leverage on your trades. Trade with one X. That's usually pretty safe. Uh, you know, obviously, trading NFTs itself is risky already. Uh, so make sure you know what you're doing before you place a trade. Understand that you know this is DeFi, so this is permissionless. Uh, we don't hold custody of your funds. Um, there is still smart contract risk in the in the form of exploits, but we've done our audits over the past you know uh, six months or so. Uh, you know, security side is relatively safe, but uh, as a trader, don't put in more money than you can lost. I think that's common sense. Uh, if you don't understand leverage, uh, don't go five x on your on your first try. You know, take your time understand the protocol. Uh, we do have a paper trading um, platform at the moment. If you go to app.nftperp.xyz, um, this is currently invite only for those that signed up for the tra- paper trading competition. Uh, we're going to open that up for everyone to trade uh, in three days while we launch the real money um, private beta. Uh, so, you know, place the trade bef- uh, before play, you know, practice the trade before you actually go in any any leverage. Um, and you should be good to go. Okay. Awesome. Fire. Okay, that's cool. And then three days, right? You said in three days is what it launches, by the way. I know you're already in touch with JC of our team, and he's going to do the whole pre-mint for our community. So if you're a rug video holder, and I'm sure you guys do on the red guide, the app side, and your discords, right? Yeah. Pay attention to the discords for that. Um, for Because I know you guys run giveaways through that, Ovi Mando. We do the same. Um, and so... What 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 else do people need to know ahead of uh, ahead of that in three days? Um, yeah, good question. So on a weekly basis, we host this. Uh, not to take any audience away from you, uh, we host this podcast called "Look at My JPEG," where we invite different NFT finance uh, builders uh, teams in in the space and talk about what they're building. I think it's generally uh, we're trying to you know bridge the gap between NFT and finance a little bit more um, by doing more content and letting people understand what's going on. So we have that. Uh, feel free to listen to our past episodes. We have them on Spotify. Uh, but follow us on NFT. Uh, we're launching in three days. We're super excited to get this out um, for the private beta. There will be a retroactive airdrop campaign as well. So trading on the platform gets you uh, you know future tokens later on. Um, before I hop off, I just want to give a quick shout out to. Bharat from 6529. He's one of our angel investors and put us in touch originally with OSF and Mando. Um, and yeah, just incredibly humbled with the investors and supporters we've gotten so far and excited to push this thing out in three days. Let's go. We love Bharat. We love Bharat. Uh, he's, he's one of our top DAO holders. He's, uh, he's, he helps me a lot. Uh, always get delivering proper and great advice, and uh, and I know that he helps the boys a lot as well. So uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I was telling the guys in the back, um, I was saying like you speak really well about your product. So um, it's like uh, obviously like you you have a you know you can tell you really know your product and it's good. So when when you hear someone really properly speak about it that way, so excited to see what you got going on. Um, um, Jose, and then uh, excited for uh for to, to you know next three days see uh, see how that works. I'm, I'm actually I'm mostly curious because over the last year and a half, a lot of people like the joke is like, how do I short these things? Like I'm so bearish on this, so bearish on that, and like some people wanted to do that. So I don't know. Well, it'll bring a different dynamic, I guess. I don't know. I'm just curious um, <laughs> about how this is. I gonna... think a lot of them are. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah. We've been building this since January uh, this year. Oh, so okay. 10 months of grinding. Wow. Um, we're, we're very excited to push this thing out and, and allow people oh, wow. to short NFTs. I mean, you should have launched this maybe like in January. So because we would have made a killing, uh, but it's okay. You're excused. Because um, <laughs> now, I mean, how much lower are we going to go? Uh, but uh, <laughs> Ooh, I feel like that's a question I don't want to ask myself. <laughs> no, I don't want you to ask yourself nor answer it either. Uh, that was a rhetorical question. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's uh, you know, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thank you for coming up, Jose. I appreciate you for partnering with us today on the show. Uh, that was fun. Thank you so much. And just a quick shout out to you guys. I love, love radio. I listen to it almost every day. Um, appreciate you guys bringing the fun, the energy, the information, the cool projects to the space uh, and keeping us, you know, just entertained throughout this, you know, bear market and all the shenanigans going on out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that a lot, man. It means a lot. Uh, we work hard and we're really happy with how things are going here. Um, and so it's, uh, it's fun to be able to, to meet other founders who are like really bullish on the space and keep building, uh, no matter what. So it's fun to hear when you say you've been kind of building this in the bag for 10 months and then you're finally going to launch. So good luck on that. I know it's the, the week of launch and day of launch is really stressful. Um, and so, uh, it's a lot of work. So good luck with that. Um, and with that, with that, with, oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Anytime, fam. Anytime. Uh, and obviously, we'll be sharing the pre-mints and stuff with with you guys when uh, when Jose sends it to Jason and whatnot on our end. If you're a Rogue Video holder, head over to Discord. It's in my link in bio and Rogue Video's link in bio. You know, link trees. It's over there. Discord's pretty active, actually. Recently. It's been fun. Um, and so with that, with that, with that, with that, that, dude, that was a great show. Good energy this morning. Good energy this morning. Feeling fantastic uh, right now. Tomorrow, we got Ina Moja coming on. Thursday, we got uh, Seb Borges, founder of Sandbox. Damn, this also was one that we've been working on for a minute. And then Friday, uh, we have the CEO of Chairman and Chairman of Ledger uh, coming on. So it's going to be a great rest of the week on GM Web3. Big shout out, as usual, to my co-hosts, OSF and Mando. Thank you to our friends for pulling up, Ryan, Ed, and everybody else. A big shout out to NFT Perp for being our partners this morning. And Golden, who, as usual, is going to post a thread about today's spaces on the Rug Radio account in the next couple of minutes. So if you miss out, you can always find it there or in my link in bio. It's on Spotify, Apple, and all the other platforms for you to catch it up. Actually, uh, we're going to upload uh, We're gonna upload the uh, yesterday's Givenchy show, which was at 3 p.m. with Matthew Williams, which is honestly, guys, you need to go listen back. Like having the the head of um, uh, Web3 Metaverse at LVMH on stage two was fucking sick like it was so cool to have the conversation matthew williams is such a g and a legendary uh creative director and designer in the space like one of the biggest in the world so it was a great convo so y'all should listen back on that that was a conversation we had after the show so it was super fun with that with that a big kudos and shout out as usual to uniswap our partners of the show uh the biggest name in DeFi. let's get it <laughs> with that with that see y'all tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern standard time 7 30 a.m pacific standard time for another episode of gm web 3 on rock radio let's go and it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day gm gm on this beautiful day good morning to web 3 with Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10.30. And it's all on Rug Radio. Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. DMGM.